I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is a, that's that is sad cloud. Cloud. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lane, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. So. We'll try to do a I'll try to do a little intro here, but uh, this is this is exciting because um, we haven't been able to connect, right? Our schedules haven't haven't lined up. You've been busy with with wrestling, and uh, you are the official assistant coach of the year <laughs> for the Omaha Metro <laughs> Conference. Yes, that's great. Okay, and uh, we'll also talk through. Some uh, site queue leadership stuff. You you launched uh, Top Rope a while back. Gosh, almost been two years now. Oh yeah, I hit I handed off the flag about eight months ago. Yeah, and then uh, you know I think the other thing that has always been that I have just always appreciated about you is you know we went to. Uh, Maybe elementary school for a year? Not quite. Oh, okay. with my sister. Yeah. I was 10th grade. I <laughs> might have been. That's right. Well, so I, 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 I dated your sister. Oh. And so then. <laughs> so <laughs> going down that road this morning, huh? Well, so then, so then I remember, you know, first workout. So if you haven't figured out, we got the plague and arm bar. We're on a little run interview mission here. And, uh, Better. Did you start your watch? I did start my watch, so it is an official run. Okay. Uh, but one of the things I feel like when I first saw you in F3, I was kind of like, hey, that's that's Mr. Armbar. <laughs> uh, but I remember thinking like, is this going to be, we like went to high school together, you know, is this... Like, what's this gonna be like, you know? Is he gonna ask me about dating his sister? And, you know, I guess we, we've just uh, connected on so many other levels that that's never... Has never came up until, <laughs> until right now. Until we record a conversation. Yeah. So anyway, but um, I think, you know, just wanna get your thoughts on maybe that first workout, uh, the name Armbar. I think we all know where that came from, but yeah, I don't know. Give me your, your thoughts. What was that first workout like? Well, I uh, I remember the tweet I saw. You know, Smash Mouth gets credit for EHing me. Okay. But I saw a Bubbles tweet, and everyone, it was that Paradise Island, in fact, and everyone was standing in the rain <laughs> doing their name or Rama. And my reaction being the strange human being I was was I want to do that <laughs> that looks like a lot of fun yeah like what are they out there doing so then like two weeks later Smash Mouth says that he joined in the group and showed me a name Rama and I was like oh okay this thing started to come across my radar so 
I don't remember the specific workout. I do remember that Cornhusker. Um, I remember Namorama Toadstool did it from a swing. <laughs> and it was just like a, a fun environment. The workout was pretty good. Um, I had just ran a marathon two weeks earlier. So the fitness component wasn't really something I needed to work on, but I wanted to be around some people while doing it because after a training cycle, a lot of times you just lose it. You don't work out as much. You lose the people you trained with and you start over from the bottom. Yeah. So I thought that was such a cool aspect. And then armbar. <laughs> so I'm out there in the middle of the circle. Say I'm a wrestling coach. It's one of those name uh, or uh, name giving times where it's getting kind of quiet. Yeah. And someone goes, well, we can name him oil check. <laughs> and I was like, let's not. And someone else goes, what's your favorite wrestling move? <laughs> I go, armbar. And there's one of those who's just like, armbar, get him out of this circle before this gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Oil check. Yeah. So I appreciate Toadstool yeah. for not naming me uh, oil check. Yeah. Oh, man, that could have been a disaster. Well, I, you know, so fitness-wise, because you were a pretty avid runner and then also had done a lot of training for wrestling, right? I mean, yeah, you kind of train with the the players a little bit. and I do try to get on the mat, roll around with them. Uh, I got, as I get, you know, in this group, this is hard to say, as I get older, it gets harder. Yeah. And then, you know, you see guys that are... Uh, 65 out here killing it right and they want to look at me at 39 and be like would you quit your whining right you know wrestle with you guys but yeah i wrestle around quite a bit well and you're talking about chicklets he's 65 right Ooh, just kidding sorry chicklets uh, looks like he's 27. <laughs> um well so fitness wise you were good how about from a second third f perspective was there some gaps there you were maybe looking to fill or uh, yeah, I definitely was. Um, if you've ever been to a uh, Q source with me, I'll bring up that I have uh, some pretty good legacy friends in the wrestling coaching staff. Uh, ride or die friends, love them to death, but um, they're not necessarily trying to accelerate all that much. Yeah, as far as grow into the best man they can be and I'm not saying they're bad men I'm just saying it's not something that's on their mind yep so that's one aspect that this has offered me just a chance to kind of grow to a better person best man I can be and I absolutely love the second half if you ever ran with me I'm like you <laughs> just want to chatter and talk the whole time in fact I get a give a shout out to John Clyde he was mad at me went to the sandlot last week said run in silence yeah and i was like no <laughs> there's no, no way no i'm not going to i just don't see the point he scolded me at the end of the workout but we're so good friends <laughs> i had uh lucky charms give me some crap because apparently the first time i pre-ran with him i i asked him two questions proceeded to not let him answer 
<laughs> and just kept talking, and, which it turns out he was maybe thankful for. But uh, so, cafeteria, pre-running. Have you? I know work schedule is kind of tough, but maybe the other second F uh, things. I guess seesaw. How have those things been for you? Because you've been doing this for three years, right? Well, it'll be three in July. Not quite an OG, but in that tier right underneath. Yeah. Kind of feel that way. But uh, I haven't been able to do a seesaw in two years. Oh, wow. Because it's just wintertime, Saturdays. I'm on a bus somewhere most mornings at 5 a.m. So, I've, but I haven't missed it. Because, you know, that's one thing you find out the longer you're in this. There's always another opportunity here to be a part of it. Right. You know, there is there is FOMO, of course. But, you know, one thing I uh, I always realized, there's going to be a flag planted tomorrow. Ooh. If I miss something today, it's okay. Yeah. Because there's going to be another flag tomorrow. Another chance to get after it. And a bunch of guys that aren't going to judge you for missing the day before. Or... That's just my pretty strong fart sack knowledge. <laughs> well, as a fellow, you know, FOMO, you know, I'm in, I'm in active FOMO most days, and that's actually really good. I mean, because you're right, you know, there's gonna be a flag planted tomorrow, or there's somebody that you could reach out to or connect with, which is always true. I, you know, something I'm learning as I'm posting less is, uh, you really can't show up based on your schedule and the guys are excited to see you no matter what yes 100% you know I used to really think if I'm not hosting six days a week then I'm not a good leader I'm not a part of the group and it's just that internal dialogue of like you missed out you suck but it's not really true it's never been true with when you show up and the guys are like hey um, and so, to, to that point, I've always been impressed by the guys that can do that. That's where, we didn't do it this year because we got too big, but a couple years ago where we did Khaki's Challenge. Yeah. I came from a uh, cafeteria conversation with Khaki's where I was like, I'm good for one to two four sacks a week, maybe more. And he looks me dead in the eyes. Like, I don't miss. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well. Let's start a month where we don't try to miss. And mad respect for the guys that their routine and their maintenance plan has them getting up every single day and doing it. Yeah. Just not mine. <laughs> I, uh, I need to start EHing more guys at the grocery store. That's what <laughs> I think, you know, look at a khaki's journey. I do gotta tell a second funny story about khaki. Yeah. So you know, when you first start, you don't necessarily know everything that's going on, the language, everything. Right. So. I first thought khakis was an antan. <laughs> Sorry, wait time. I just didn't know any better. <laughs> because at all the workouts I was there with him, we said respect after his name. <laughs> so I thought it was like a like an old school thing from the movie. Like, well, that's the father. Respect. <laughs> that's awesome. And it turned out I learned within a couple of weeks what was going on, and who was the man in charge. That's awesome. I, the other funny one I can't remember who it was that showed up and thought. Uh, slow pitch was the Ryder Brothers' dad. Oh, that was, 
That's always been a good story. Well, he probably looked at his calf muscles. Uh, yeah. he's, he's the alpha. You can be in charge of me. Uh, what? So the other thing, you know, is you're looking at faith, because I think you and I have had so many conversations about faith, and I think what I love is your you maintain such great respect and just you're just mindful of other other people's beliefs and not trying to persuade anybody or move them you know just trying to understand but how is your kind of faith journey if that's a thing or just well, that third half what's been your experience there? i got kind of two sections of that if you're talking about faith as far as my relationship with god you know i feel this is about the only non-church way where you can strengthen that relationship yeah you know i'm not a big in your face with what i believe or like i said respect what other guys believe but i still really enjoy praying at the end of the day and another thing i like is i like listening to how other people choose to speak to god mm. when it's their turn to pray i just like to listen to how they do that yeah. you know some people are short and sweet some people can get two three minutes but it's almost similar to a cot when you got to open up in front of the men but how are you gonna speak to the lord yeah and then you know i think about the third half as far as the community that we're trying to help out with and that's the one area where i still feel like it grow in quite a bit because i've just seen some people do some amazing things here with you know different raising money for this and setting up college scholarships yeah and it's just pretty amazing i try to get involved with it a little bit but i don't do it nearly as much i don't want to ever have it be that f3 is giving me a lot more than i'm giving f3 right well for the for the listeners i don't know if it's a god thing or not but we're Happen to be talking about faith running by the Tri Faith we are. campus out here, which is just, uh, I think, a good illustration of kind of, kind of how F3 is open to all men and just having those conversations. So Shout good. out to the Trident. Yeah. There Man Roadhouse picking a great location. Man, did you see that shirt? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Just speaking about F3 hardships. Yeah. Do I really need another shirt? Oh, that's the question my <laughs> M is asking. Mine too. I've justified it by I don't you know I work from home so I haven't bought work clothes in over two years. So after these shirts become the new going out so, shirts. Yeah. So if I get a, so if I get the cheapest one, I got you know 22, 29 bucks in on a sport tech shirt. Because they don't make mud gear anymore, which is sad. Yeah, I'm alright with that though. Yeah. For the thick bodies, mud gear uh, <laughs> it's not the best. Yeah. Well, so I you know I love what you said there because it it's interesting it's just another layer of listening to the people around you and how they're how they're doing things but did you grow up going to church or any sort of like faith background or not not strong um we went to church sometimes um my dad was he had a good relationship with god and he always said you know don't need to necessarily go to church to keep that relationship strong yeah as long as the feelings are there and I bought into that, and everyone will have a different viewpoint on that. But, you know, on the days you come, that prayer fills my cup up. Yeah. Enough to, you know, drive me through that day. 
CO2 and workout helps too. Heck yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's awesome. And I think you mentioned Q-Source too. What's been your experience with Q-Source? Is that been something you've enjoyed or? Yes, it is. Um, when I launched Top Rope, which we can start heading down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, which is a different rabbit hole than the rabbit hole. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, not to be confused with uh, the every other Sunday rabbit hole. But when I uh, launched Top Rope, one of the hardest things was uh, missing uh, Paradise. Yeah. Because I really enjoy running and I really enjoy Q-Source. And I actually had a pretty deep conversation with Tater Todd on that. But the, the want to lead became stronger than the want to go to Q-Source. Yeah. So had a chance to, you know, open up a site which was during the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's actually two years ago from today. 2020. Yep. I know that because it was the Friday after parent-teacher conferences and I was supposed to go golfing. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole world shut down. You're like, wait a minute. Wait till tomorrow. And I didn't get to go. Oh. But anyway, um, so we're setting up top rope to be launched and then next thing you know, everything gets shut down stuck at home but the beautiful thing was when we did start working out again in person top rope was the first site to open back up after the or pandemic the new one yeah and all those remember that day when we opened it up and 60 guys showed up and yeah costumes ponzi with the perfectly timed cue cards <laughs> just uh just a beautiful day all around yeah what um so i want to back up on q source a little bit what what was different about q source because you're i feel like you're a fairly avid reader you read a lot of good you know i'm thinking of like the chop wood carry water yes. you'd like to read books about leadership and getting better but what why, what was appealing about q source um i think it was back to the same reason uh Say, I'd like to listen to prayer. I just really like listening to people who are smarter than me talk. Sure. And if you're in this group long enough, you're gonna run across one of those guys. Yeah. Sometimes they can't run a five-minute mile, but engage them in a conversation that cafeteria no blow the doors like they're there. So, so I listen to podcasts. So I read books like that. So Q Source. I just feel like every time there's some little nugget in there, someone drops it, it just makes you be like, wow, that's a completely different perspective that I can actually take and use in my life, try to be better. Or there's that common ground, you know? Mm. I'm struggling with this, or Mariam and I are struggling with that. And it just makes you realize everybody's got something going on. Yeah. I love that, especially, you know, in a group like this with no restrictions on on age or race or any of that where you've got so many different perspectives and just life experiences that man i remember uh hearing a guy like vandalay you know dude like he's quiet most of the time and then at a q source he says make some comment and you're like just drops knowledge wow yep not only he i mean this guy's an architect of the mind 
not just in the real world, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about, because the Concentrica is kind of a big piece of the Q source, and you mentioned your M. How do you feel like F3 has helped improve the relationships there? Or? Yes, yes, I do. Um, the first year, not quite as much, but it's crazy. You kind of go through, uh, we were talking about it earlier, when you buy into this as hardcore as someone like you or I have. Yeah. That first year, you do want to be here every day. Right. I think you and I have probably taken close to a thousand pre runs together. Right. You know, for sure. And at that first, like, not quite a year less than that, but it's been definitely when I was going through wrestling season, it was actually hard on my wife. Because I was getting up, going to work out, and at that time, not as much in West Omaha as we have now. So, you know, going down to Cornhusker, or down to West Side, down to Paradise. I'd go to West Side, I'd shower, so I was already right by there. Yep. I'd go to work, go to practice, and I'd walk back in my house at 6.45. So I was leaving my house, 4.15 in the morning, yeah. not getting home until 6.45. And at that time we had, you know, six-year-old twins. Yeah. So after about two months of that, she finally was like, hey, you guys are coming home in the morning. Yeah, I need some help. Yeah, these kids need to see you. Yeah. I need 15 minutes to get ready without the kids needing my help. And at first I was a little bummed. Yeah. I had a great routine for me. But then, you know, you go back to that concentric, oh, what the guys are saying, you gotta be there for your family first. Right. So then I changed it over to coming home after workouts in the morning and, you know, being around the family more. And yeah, past that point, it's strengthened it. You know, I always tell my wife I've uh, traded in $4 coffees for $30 beer taps. Or taps. <laughs> right. I, you know, it's so, what's interesting is like when you, when you tell your buddies at F3, like, hey, I'm, I'm prioritizing the M and the family, can't make it out. Everybody's like, perfect. That's the, that is the best decision you can make. But for some reason in your mind before you you can like your mind is like oh man they're guys are gonna be mad <laughs> right <laughs> and it turns out everybody's in support of you know anything we would decide to do that would be focusing on our families and our, our m's is 100 percent what we're trying to get guys to do what so i wanted to talk to you a little bit about leadership because i something you did that was really cool I can't remember if this was punishment or not, but for the, you had a couple uh, wrestlers that I remember you bringing out. I did. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know, to me, it's just such a cool thing, right? It's like, hey, let's get you out and, and work out, but also let's get you around some men that have integrity or trying to accelerate. But talk to me a little bit about that from a leadership perspective. Has F3 helped you grow there or yes it has so in that situation I had a couple kids just getting trouble at school I'm not gonna go into what they did yeah but and they were making some poor decisions overall so I did this not as a punishment but obviously to a 16 year old hey I'm gonna pick you up at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> and we're gonna go work out with some middle-aged men when it's cold as heck out right but what I talked to him and I did each one of them individually so I could have 
conversation with them about it. I want them to come out and see men who aren't afraid to admit they've made mistakes and failures happen and they're trying to grow and get better. Oh, that's great. So I didn't want them to think this one mistake they made defines them. And if you come to an F3 workout, every one of us will be like, hey, have you made mistakes in your life? <laughs> We're gonna be like, oh yeah, lots of them. Only every day. Here we have some of those beautiful pre-runners. Morning, fellas. Hey, there's chicklets. There's chicklets. <laughs> We're just kind of aimlessly moving around this Burke neighborhood. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping uh, you know where we're going. I've, I've been lost in this neighborhood once with bubbles. We got five. You know, if the sound quality is heavy breathing, because <laughs> we did not pick a flat Friday <laughs> track to come out here and do. Right. Well, so, and then, you know, as a site cue, I mean, tell us a little bit about that, because launching a site is a pretty big responsibility. You mentioned kind of the tension or having to give up some of your own desires for the better of the group but how was it leading that that site because i think uh it's been it's been interesting to see you know every time we add a new site right you get the engagement at the start and then you're kind of forging the identity there but what was your experience with Tom? um crazy things with launching a site highs and lows with it you know you got that first couple of weeks you just boom. Everyone wants to be there. Yeah. 40, 50 guys. Just makes you feel on top of the world. And then it drops down. And you start thinking, God, and what I'm doing wrong? Like, right. why guy's not posting here? But it, what it really did for me is let me meet a bunch of new guys. Yeah. The fact that I had to chose to be there every Wednesday. There was a few regulars, but you saw a lot of different guys coming through. And then, had the chance, let's go back down, had the chance to uh, get a lot of BQs out there too. That's awesome. And that was because uh, at that time you had Paradise Heavy or Top Rope. So if you get a new guy, chances are they're not going to want to queue Paradise or uh, Right. Yeah, they're heavy for that first go around. Right. And so I was able to get a lot of new guys out there doing their BQ. And that was just so much fun to see. Because I remember my BQ, it was interesting. Though there has been some discussion with Tater Tot whether you got my BQ or he got it. <laughs> I'll let you guys know that out. Was that, was that the one we were doing? I remember one of your workouts you had us doing. We weren't even that far apart, but you're doing Bernie Lomax <laughs> at Woodshed. And yes. I, I remember thinking like, man, we need to bring this workout back. And then uh, and then the pandemic hit and it was great. Can, can we do partner carries? The, uh, the pandemic has hurt my uh, my style quite a bit. Yeah. I, uh, I like that people touch each other. Yeah. It's a wrestling coach. Yeah, stance in motion, stance in motion. Stance in motion. <laughs> what, um, so as you're thinking about, because I know that we had a few conversations of like, man, what's going on? The numbers, you know. And so then did it really shift your mindset of, instead of, you know, kind of volume or number of guys, like the individual, kind of that power in a smaller group and the beauty of that? Or Yes, it did. Uh, 
there was one day I was on the queue and my previous one was the launch so there was you know 60 and five guys there yeah and I really liked the workout but at the end of it we had so much fun you're just open to talk a little more a little easier to be vocal in front of the group and it also helped that one of those five was Mufasa yeah which he doesn't struggle with keeping things quiet right are we headed the direction of the school I don't know I think we are okay that's good that's probably about time there we go 120 129th uh, so then I guess other kind of questions that we've been getting guys input on are what sort of advice for the new guy or for the the packs when a new guy shows up how do we just keep bringing in and engaging our FNGs. Don't be afraid of uh, introducing yourself multiple times. Yeah. So I'm terrible with names and we have lots of them. I don't even attempt to learn people's real names. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no attempt. So just go and say, hey man, I'm Armbar. And if that person says, Oh, I know you're on bar. It's like, well, I forgot your name. Yeah. And it's a starting point. So just when you're there, don't always wait for someone to come up to you. Just walk up and be like, hey, brother, what's your name? And it kickstarts the conversation. And next thing you know, you're friends. Yeah. I love that. It's so simple, right? I mean, some guys are so good with names. Like, I feel like, you know, you watch Wait Time or Tater. They remember a guy's name after they see him one time. Oh man, <laughs> I agree. So you've got to get comfortable with just, I'm sorry, I forget, you know, which I think is good. I think, and you know, that's like immediately starting that interaction with some vulnerability. Which is good, all right, so. We may we, be lost. We may be lost. <laughs> it may be time to sign out, use that technology to figure out where we need to go. Yeah, one more thing real quick. As you're thinking about you, guys see you out here what do you need encouragement or support with anything in that space um even though i said something to the contrary i don't mind a reminder text that says hey buddy I haven't seen you in a few days I'd love to see you tomorrow morning right and that little bit of communication goes a really long way Yeah, for sure. Well, all right, Brady Flea, Hardy 36, the plague. Reed Weber, 39, arm, bra, arm, bra. All right. Hey, fellas, we're going to try to find our way back home.